The Cryptonaut Podcast is brought to you by Cryptid Crate. Visit cryptidcrate.com and enter our promo code GRAMPUS, that's G-R-A-M-P-U-S, at checkout to get 10% off the entire life of your Cryptid Crate subscription. All right, before we get started with this week's episode, I want to remind everyone to check out our T Public Shop and get yourself some merch. The links for that will be in the description of this podcast. And to help me pitch the T Public Shop, I have a very special guest with me. Very special guest. What is your name? Evelyn Roaster. Evelyn, how old are you? I'm four. So you were telling me earlier that you had an idea for the T Public Shop. What is that idea? My cousin. I'm getting her a Christmas present from there, the Kryptonaut Tea Public Shop. So you're going to get your cousin a present for Christmas from the Tea Public Shop? Yeah. So are you saying that a Kryptonaut merch might be a good idea for people that are out there looking for gifts for their loved ones? Yep. All right, cool. So I think I, you have shilled enough for me today. I think the good listeners will appreciate that. And we're going to get started with the episode. And Evelyn, this week we're talking about a witch. How do you feel about witches? I don't like them, but they're kind of cool. You don't like them, but they're kind of cool. So we have a family rule in Evelyn. If for some reason, if you find a witch under your bed, what do you do? You tell Daddy and Jada to turn backwards, and if it doesn't work, you sign the house. <laughs> so you tell Daddy, I say the Lord's Prayer backwards, and if it doesn't work, we're selling the house. Excellent, honey. You are on board. Thank you very much for helping me out, Evelyn. And without further ado, Christopher Q, that creepy music. start i would like to say that we have a cat that follows us on instagram a cat a cat oh good i'm i'm delighted yeah no it's um a cat like an actual feline a for real cat that follows us on instagram. well that cat has taste yeah no doubt yeah exactly i wasn't sure how the cat used instagram i don't know if i should question that or not though i didn't i just go with it yeah let, let it happen man i didn't i didn't even know it was animal friendly yeah, animals have accounts. That's woke as fuck. That is. That's as you would say, woke as the Dickens. Mm-hmm. And welcome to the Kryptonaut Podcast. I'm Mark Storrs, and with me as always is I'm Chris Carnesali and Rob Morphy. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to follow us. Speaking of cats on Instagrams, on the Instagrams, the Twitters, the Facebooks, like, follow, comment, DM us. We, we're, we're there. We're talking. We're hanging out. We're doing our thing. Be sure to leave ratings and reviews for this podcast on the iTunes and the Apple Podcast apps. Uh, that is always greatly appreciated. And we have a bit of a new format change. We're going to be doing the reviews at the end of the show after the outro music. And we also might slip some bloopers in there here and there. So be sure to stick around after the outro music to hear those. And uh, this week, we got something kind of similar, kind of a little bit familiar to us here. Well, the, the backstory for this is that Pod 20, and for those that might not be versed in us uh, numerically, that was the, I believe, the Flying Fiends of Mexico City. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Um one of our listeners, Christina, got a hold of us about an account that she remembered from her childhood living in Venezuela that uh, it, it was it, that podcast number 20 inspired her to think of it. So she sent that on to us and she has had infinite patience in my constant stream of questions. So I've been picking her brain for a while and uh, and I got to give her mad credit. So so I was able to get this really crazy frightening genuinely freaky case down uh thanks to a listener so this represents not only something that was inspired by something we've done before but our very first listener fed pot nice awesome Hell yeah awesome. Uh, speaking of listener fed shout outs to laura cram the cookies oh the cookies. delectable so good dude. if you ask you will receive in that yeti card dorbs yeah the card was totally amazing dorbs. i mean i i didn't think i was into crafts you know i mean i just don't think about it but right. when i saw that i'm like 
absolutely I'm into yeah, crafts. It was, it's dope. Yeah. The mountains, the Yeti itself. Totally. The it handwriting. Great. It was lovely across the board. Thank you so much, Laura. Yes. And the cookies are super delicious. Oh, yes. toast. And uh, we're currently having a discussion about who is going to have parental rights over the tin. Yeah, yeah we're, we're having gonna... shared custody of the tin. Definitely. <laughs> yes. That's okay. literally the first thing I ask. I'm like, so how do we do this? Four months? <laughs> yeah. a piece? I guess, yeah, four months like, out of the year. We just have to pass like, it back and I already forth. have a display of it, so... Maybe I should get the first four. Okay, so Chris can get the first four months, and then I'll take the next four months, and then Rob can get the next four, and then we'll just round robbing it over a 12-month period, or, you know, a whole year. It'll yeah. be like our own personal Stanley Cup. Yeah, you know, I like that. It's our own personal Stanley Cup. And we received that on International Podcast Day. Oh. Yeah, which we're currently celebrating. I'm currently celebrating. No, you currently have been shoving it down our throat nonstop since we got here That's and fine. asking us why I we're know. not partying hard I know. Mark just <laughs> let us out of the corner that we've been standing in for an hour. <laughs> I know. We had timeouts. We had everything. Yeah. yeah. You're going to well, start in that corner. Hashtag International Podcast Day. Let's get started with the Vengeful Bruja of Rubio. During the late 1990s, a Venezuelan family endured a months-long reign of terror at the hands of a vengeful witch who assumed the form of a diabolical winged chimera in order to torment not only the man who betrayed her, but his family as well. Oh, it gets creepy. A lover scorned. Oh, mm. the worst kind. And it goes deep. It goes deeper than that. All right. But first, let's paint a little picture here. Established in 1794 and located in the Andes Mountains, just east of the Colombian border, is the Venezuelan town of Rubio. Widely considered to be an isolated backwater by the rest of the nation, the city of Bridges, as it is known, due to its many bridges. Oh, Jeff Bridges? Due to its the many Jeff Bridges. city of many yeah. Jeff Bridges. Yep. I like that. All the Jeff Bridges will not go there. <laughs> yeah, nice. That's your favorite thing. You should want to go the there. The city of Bridges sure. still had substantial swaths of its original 18th century architecture, and locals insisted that strange things were prone to happen in the old part of town. It would be in this time-worn section of the city that a terrifying series of events would take place that would force a frightened family to seek help first from the Roman Catholic Church, then, when this proved to be ineffectual, from the very same source of insidious power that had bedeviled them to begin with, black magic. Oh, you start oh, yeah. with the yeah. You start with the church. You yeah. have to fight the fire with the fire. That's the Fight deal. fire with fire fight. It's one for one. They call that in nature. One for one? Yep. It's, I, a prin it's, it's a principle I think Newton came with first. Okay. With a hard, hard vengeance. <laughs> the Mendoza family lived together as an extended family unit encompassing three generations from grandparents to grandchildren and various aunts and uncles. Their home was designed in the regional colonial style, which consisted of a tall set of double doors that opened into a narrow corridor, which led to an open-air rectangular courtyard, then to the rest of the house. Mm. So I really had Christina elaborate on this for me. Okay. It's sort of like... Um, a series of townhouses would be, mm -hmm. and I guess you know, yeah. in America, where the where the sidewalls of the houses touch, right. and the fronts are touching. But you go down this narrow corridor into this open courtyard, and then the rest of the rooms sort of go out from around. Sounds there. like a nice floor plan. Yeah, and yeah. there's like a garden in the middle yeah. and patio area. It's, it I'm sounds beautiful. Of, I'm, actually, I'm possibly might be remodeling soon, so I might take some of this uh, architecture. Absolutely, probably not. House too small. Continue, Robert. This exposed space in the center of the home contained a garden and a patio and was designed to, and was designed with the intention of keeping the rest of the rooms cool in the blistering heat. No one could have suspected that it would also provide access to an unthinkable horror hell-bent on terrorizing everyone who lived within. See, you go for the nice, easy, easy breezy way and of living, just, and the next thing you know, you're inviting the devil. You've got a big open yeah. hole in the middle yeah. of your house through which evil can climb. Uh, yeah. That's what happens. Nothing good's coming through that hole. It's all evil all the well, time. Well, sometimes sun, sunlight and a good breeze. Yeah, some things. You know, I mean, okay, occasionally I'm, good well, you're things. you're a half glass full kind of guy. I yeah. appreciate that on International Podcast Day. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God. In 1997. <laughs> before there was an International Podcast Day, I might add. It's true. In 1997, one of the uncles who lived in the house was a bachelor in his late 20s named Juan. Juan was the youngest of his siblings and was known as a man about town. I think we know what that means. Oh, That's man. That's a cagey euphemism. Oh, man. Yeah. Is he living that whole life? Is that what he's doing? Yes. All right. Well, hey. Man, At the man time. In your 20s, it's what you, what you can it's do. It's true. He's in his 20s. But he, he's still... All right, we'll get into it. All right. We'll get into Juan and his exploits. No. At the time, he was wooing a pious and unnamed young lady who was in her early 20s. 
pious being the key word. <sighs> a good God fearing like movie. It really does. Like I feel like it's the, the you know, the you get the opposite. There's a thing. You get the opposite. Dirty dancing. <laughs> it was really vague. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't go dirty dancing style. Oh, they're not going to dance? They might dance. With the Kellermans? I, they might dance with them as well. Okay. All right. <laughs> but it takes a sour note. Yeah. The family legend has it that he seduced this young woman <clears throat> and convinced her to abandon her vow of premarital chastity with the promise that they would soon be wed. The devoutly religious woman was reluctant, but she was also smitten with the strapping one. This is completely a movie. Gave up the chastity? Predictably, the love-struck woman fell for Juan's charms, and just as predictably, this rustic Lothario did not make good on his promise to wed her. Rustic Lothario. (laughs) You're welcome, ladies Ah, and gentlemen. That's awesome. In fact, not long after their physical consummation, he ended their relationship and continued to indulge his tomcat ways. Oh, man. Jeez, it was just a hump and dump? That's it? That's it. That's how Juan rolls. It's it's 97 Juan. He's a man about town. I don't know how 2018 Juan's doing it now. Maybe he's a a more noble soul, but 97 Juan was a turd burglar. I'm just saying. Well, I feel like he's probably just an internet burglar. Needless to say, the woman was completely devastated by Juan's betrayal. Not only had he taken advantage of her naive affection and left her to suffer the heartbreak of the loss of the man whom she had considered to be her one true love, but he had also caused her to break her oath to God in forsaking her virginity before her wedding day. In a culture as deeply steeped in Catholicism as Venezuela, that branded her an unchaste woman. And in a community as small as Rubio, that meant that everyone would know about it. She was no longer fit for marriage in the eyes of every available Christian suitor, and in the eyes of her beloved church, she had committed a dreadful sin. This is kind of mm. heavy. It is heavy, but it's we're talking. Heavy. We're talking Venezuela. Yeah, we're 90, talking I know ninety-seven. Deeply, I know deeply Catholic countries. It's the same Man. in Italy. It's the same yeah. in Mexico. In a lot of deeply Catholic countries, and and there's a bias. The the woman gets shit heaped on her that the man never has to face up to ever. The guy can just roll around and it's like, yeah, oh, well, that's the deal, jerk. Yeah. But the woman, you know, if she, you know, wiles off and follows her heart for five minutes, yeah. it can just ruin the rest of her life. Oh, damn. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of deeply rooted problems in this. Okay, one of All them right. is going to be a witch. <laughs> well. Yeah, right. And it can't be she can't be just like mildly disappointed and then. Like there has it has to be a bad thing to to get that get where we're going. Well, it, it's like almost every like, Indonesian horror film we've yeah. ever seen. I was gonna or, say or, this sounds like or whatever Manigal like, where, where, the, or... where the good woman yeah, yeah. is done yeah. wrong. Yeah, and, you gotta and you what gotta, happens happens. You gotta raise something. Her long cherished dreams of a husband and a family and a respected role in the community and the church that she loved now lay dashed at her feet. With everything that she treasured most ripped away from her in just a matter of moments, the spurned, furious, and heartsick woman decided that Juan Mendoza had to pay for everything he had so cruelly stolen from her. See? Ah, dude. After years of devotion to the teachings of Christ, she would now go down a path that once must have seemed unthinkable to her. She would embrace the dark arts and twist the ritual she had held so dearly to new and nefarious purposes. The fucking devil. The devil. When Jesus doesn't help, you got a friend below. Wow. And he shows up what? for you every time. I'm not every sure. Every time. I'm not sure we're talking active Satanism yet. I'm going to get into that Just a little saying. bit. Just saying. You got a friend below. You got a friend below. It, it, Just remember, kids. I, I expect Randy Newman to sing that. It's like right <laughs> out of the toy You got a friend below. I know. Ram below when you're down and out, and you're feeling kind of dark and weird, and you're one humped and dumped. You come to me, Ram below. I'm a terrible Randy Newman. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, really, uh, Randy Newman's a terrible Randy Newman. In all fairness, worse. I might be better. Okay, you're the better, worse than better, Randy Newman. I'll if take that it. makes sense. I'll take it. <laughs> in so doing. By that, I mean going down this dark path. This broken shell of a woman would sacrifice the most precious parts left to her, her health, her psyche, and perhaps her very soul for one single all-encompassing purpose. Revenge. Revenge. The vengeance. Respect. Respect the revenge. Unlike many traditions, I'm going to give you a little background in magic here. Once again, thank you to Christina. Unlike many traditions, such as Santeria, which holds that magic can be used for positive or negative purposes, 
all magic in Venezuela is considered black magic. Well, yeah. Boom. That's it. Out the gate? What? what? Well, out of the gates, all evil? <laughs> I mean, it's really? Well, yeah. yeah. No, if, I mean, if you're it's, Catholic, it's, it's there's God no the other... That's it. not good magic. Okay. That having been said, Dadge. many otherwise devout Catholics will employ the use of a witch or bruja in order to improve their lives or relationships in small ways, like candles for, you know, to make your hubby stray less. You know, little things like that. It's one of those things where, while it is frowned on actively by the society and the church, a lot of people indulge in it as a natural part of the course of their lives without it getting too nefarious. Okay. Venezuelan magical customs are a synthesis of indigenous occult practices, European influences, and the perversion of the Roman Catholic ritual. And the scorned woman knew that her grandmother was skilled in their use. She also knew that such abilities had a tendency to run in the family. Whole family of witches. So grandma's a witch. She was a good church-going girl. She got done horribly wrong by Juan. Guess what? She's like abuela. School me. Juan should done some research. You're like, is her grandmother a witch? She got a family full of witches. Maybe I should think. I might want to skip this one. Yeah, you just don't think with your dick when you're fucking dealing with witches. That's a bad. I mean, that's a golden rule. I think that we should all live by. Yeah, that's a t-shirt. That might be a good t-shirt in our tea public shop. <laughs> we cannot know whether this anguished woman's grandmother encouraged her to abandon the tenets of her faith and take up the practice of witchcraft, or if she tried to talk her out of it. But we do know that whatever her opinion was, she introduced her granddaughter to the world of dark magic. We also know that the rejected woman proved to be a quick study. Best grandma ever. Or worst. I don't know. Kind of cool. Going. Grandma's a witch and you're like helping. She's like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Let's do this. I need a demon. Sweet. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, here you go. Go to grandma. It's about time. Yeah, exactly. Cool. You almost kind of think that's how it would go. Like, yeah. just. I've waited like, for this day. You've rejected yeah. the family God. business. Yeah. yeah. Come home. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Let's do some cool witch shit. The first inkling the Mendoza family had that something was amiss would occur on nights when Juan would come home after an evening of flirtatious revelry. Various family members would attest to being woken up by thuds of something heavy being dragged across the terracotta tile and tin roof. It's a combination of two really incongruent materials. Yeah. But I'm sure it serves a purpose. Yeah. These noises were accompanied by the eerie sounds of scraping claws and the distinct sense of rotting flesh and something the witnesses described as being vaguely metallic. That's an odd one-two punch in the yeah. nasal yeah. cavities. Yeah. Like, my sinuses don't want that. I don't no. think that's never going to be a Yankee candle that I'm going to have to brush out to get. No. Or maybe it's not that bad. I'm rotten flesh and vague metal. And vague metal, yeah. yeah. It just sounds like a bad beer. Yeah. It does. It's like a black metal candle. <laughs> yeah, there you <laughs> You're go. right. Yeah. It was after one such evening, Juan's sister Rita, her husband George, and two of her sisters that were not named, so four members of the family, cautiously made their way toward the courtyard in order to catch a glimpse of what it was making that infernal rooftop racket. The onlookers half expected to see a sloth or a possum scuttling about, but were utterly unprepared for the sight which befell them. Perched on the roof above the courtyard was the plumage-covered form of a gigantic vulture. But this was no ordinary scavenger of the skies. This carrion feeder had huge talons, not only on its feet, but also inexplicably on the ends of its wings. And most disturbingly, where its small beaked head ought to have been, there were now the filthy features of Juan's former lover. What? So, there we bird go. Woman, bird-faced woman. A lot like what bird. was seen in the cemetery in, in, in oh, Mexico. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah. In episode 20, that fleshy bird body yeah. with a human face with and the, like the yeah. scraggly Talons, nasty yeah. hair. face. Mm. And she was telling me that the filthiness, the dirt, um, that is considered to be amoral in, in a cultural context in Venezuela. So when witches appear in this form, they tend to have filthy faces because that somehow is like wearing the evil on their flesh. So oh, I thought wow. that was an interesting note. Yeah, that I, I mean, you see witches cool. depicted as... You know, nasty, unkempt right. all the time. But I never really associated that. I mean, I guess they say cleanliness is next to godliness. And I thought maybe the scragglier something looks in an artistic format, the scarier it is. Well, sure. But I never actively associated the lack of being clean 
with an unclean soul. Oh, but now we do. But now we do. And forever more. Your soul shall be forever The dirty. family stared in horror as the bird-bodied witch leered down at them, her red eyes glowing like diabolical embers. The family stared in horror as the bird-bodied witch leered down at them, her red eyes glowing like diabolical embers. One must envision their retreat as swift, with doors and windows being sealed against the supernatural onslaught and many prayers being issued forth, pleading for an early dawn. When they awoke, the witch was gone, but their nightmare was far from over. That's called foreshadowing, fuckers. Yeah, this woman's Damn. not going away. She's already made the oath to become the bird woman. Yeah. The, the, the vulture of revenge for Juan, and she's not, gonna, she's not leaving without a fight. Uh, you are predicting the future, my friend. I am. The Mendozas understood that physical transformation mm. took very advanced dark magic and that those who utilize it do so at tremendous cost and grave personal risk from even more nefarious forces. So the way she explained mm. it was, you, you not only, I mean, it takes a toll on your health and your sanity and, 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 and very likely your soul, but also when you start playing with the kind of forces that allow you to do this, then other real shady demonic things can start playing hell with you. So the fact that she was so committed right. to vengeance on Juan and family, the yeah. Mendozas, shows that she just gave no fucks about anything about herself anymore. She's 100% in. And that's scary. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah, well, you gotta I go I mean, she's you gotta got go commitment on. Yeah. to revenge. They knew that what their brother had done to this woman had left her in a place where she no longer cared about her own physical or spiritual well-being, as aforementioned, and that made her a very dangerous creature indeed. As terrifying as the ordeal had been for his family, the stubborn Juan was not to be deterred from his nocturnal carousing. He's a player. He's not stopping. He's like, well, oh, no. it's there, but it's not here now. So. <laughs> I mean, you'd think, I'm just, if you think if you fucked around enough that you caused a woman to go to black magic, give up everything, and turn to a vulture that terrorized your family at night, you'd be like, might want to make better choices. You, you know? would think. Yeah. But you're not 97 Juan. That's right. It's true. He's a different breed of cat. Yeah. Yeah. He is. And each time he stepped out with another young lady, the enraged witch would return to torment both him and his loved ones. Family members would claim to hear an almost cacophonous din of flapping whenever they left the house after dark to run errands and would return home as quickly as possible, looking over their shoulders the whole way. But that was not the worst of it. Night after night, this nightmarish apparition would return, sometimes in the hybrid form of the human-headed vulture, other times floating in front of the house in a tattered death shroud of rags, with her eyes glowing and long black rooster-like talons in place of her fingernails. All of the members of the family, from the eldest to George and Rita's children, would take turns peeking out from inside the towering, 100-year-old, thick-set wooden doors that separated them from this unholy terror. If the witch caught sight of them, she'd soar at the door with an unbelievable speed, smashing into it with her black talons penetrating the heavy wood and petrifying those inside. So can you imagine that? Just this witch slamming Ooh. against the door, and you see these, like, it's it's totally evil dead. Yeah. yeah. Just these yeah. talons junking through it. Oh, that's horrible. Would you be like, hey, Juan, why don't you keep it in your pants, bud? Yeah. Like, let's stop. Let's, no, at let's this stop. point, it's intervention time. Yeah. Like, yeah, the like, rest of the family's got to sit Juan down and be like, son, you fucked up. Yeah, dude. Juan, like, look what you did. It's at our door, currently attacking us with its talons. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. When she retracted her talons for the last time before the dawn, one of the hook claws remained wedged in the door, leaving the Mendozas a gruesome souvenir of that night's ordeal. The Mendozas lived in a state of near constant dread. They knew that Juan had done this woman a terrible wrong, but they also knew that they could no longer pay for his sins and that something would have to be done to end this witch's reign of terror. Even the once carefree Juan began to fear for his safety, but even when he stopped going out, the supernatural stalking continued. It was then that the devout family went to their church, Iglesia Santa Barbara, and took a meeting with their parish priest. Unlike the dedicated protectors of their flock found in so many post-exorcist cinematic endeavors, this particular priest was reticent to get involved in the affair, claiming that Juan deserved his lot for what he had done to the woman. Oh, man. Priest what? is like, you guys all have to suffer. <laughs> yeah, one of you's a dick. <laughs> Juan oh, makes bad choices with his penis. Don't want to tell you. The priest also confided that even if he wanted to help, he was not sure that if he was he was not sure if he was strong enough to go up against a black witch harboring so much rage. 
The Mendozas implored the rector. There were, after all, small children living in the house. Mm. The priest finally relented and blessed a rosary and some holy water for them. He instructed the Mendozas to hang the rosary on the inside of the front door and to rub the holy water on the beams of the house that held up the roof. The family returned home immediately, did as they were instructed, and settled in for another night of endless torment. The witch returned as she did almost every night, but now she was unable to land on the roof. The power of Christ compels you. Apparently, oh, no landing. It just apparently the holy water right. shot up the rafters. All right. Juiced, you know, I can't help but to see this in like... 80s Ghostbuster style optical effects. Oh, yeah, no. Where it's like absolutely. green lightning <laughs> going across the roof. Like every time oh, yeah. she touches it, there's it's a glow, it's a zap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> it's basically a giant fucking bug zapper now. Frustrated, she charged the front door, but before she could connect, she would slam into an unseen wall. Enraged, Bruja soared around the house, unable to touch it, but still refusing to leave. So now you just got a super pissed witch. Yeah, but you've got a barrier. But you have a barrier. So that's a small comfort, at least. This continued for weeks. You, uh, a never-ending nightmare. <laughs> like, there's no, like, why do you, like, if you know the routine, you should, why wouldn't you, like, set a trap or? Well, the priest did what he was going to do, and it wasn't he honestly all the, that much. The protection in the house, but doesn't no, mean I it's get stopped. That, but it doesn't mean you can't get a pitchfork or a net or something. Oh, like, actually, like, like a like, trap. Like attack it, right? Yeah. No, okay. they just let it fly around instead of trying to do anything. I mean, I don't know witchery and, and whatnot, but can you shoot a witch? I don't. I don't know does how that it, works. Does it work? I mean, if they're if, they're if some... they can transform their body magically, maybe they're protected magically from traditional terrestrial weapons. It could be, but why not try? If it was going on for weeks and we got the barrier, I'm like, all right, cool. But she's still coming back. Like we might have to think well, that's about what, our, that's like, what artillery I mean. or something. Like... We, well, there, there it is. Well, yeah. I don't know if the traditions in Venezuela are the same, but apparently they could have reversed the Lord's prayer. But then again, right, that, that comes to the same danger. You drop a witch, you better have something to do with it. Yeah. You better be prepared to deal with said dropped witch. That's right. All well, right. This is when they start realizing they have to take matters into their own hands. So you guys are right in your frustration. All right. As I said, this continued for weeks. As relieved as the Mendozas were that the witch could no longer make physical contact with their home, they were still prisoners from dusk till dawn. And they knew that if they were ever forced to leave in the cover of darkness, that this evil apparition would be waiting for them. It was then that they decided that drastic measures were in order. The Mendozas began to ask their friends and family what they should do, and they began to hear rumors of an immensely powerful old black witch who lived a Spartan existence alone in the mountains outside of Rubio. Where else would she live? Not in a condo. No. It's going to be in it's a yeah, shit shack of course. in the to. middle of the forest, in the middle of a mountain, yeah. with a fucking cauldron, and all sorts of ill shit. That's the deal. It's just the way it has to be. She was not only highly regarded for her occult skill set, but maintained a nearly legendary status as, and I quote, the ultimate anti-witch witch. Whoa. The... <laughs> I know. It's, it's my, witch hunter just, witch. Just, she is the ultimate anti-witch. Witch. Comma witch. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like. She's a witch who is the ultimate uh, anti-witch. Anti -witch. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wow. That's, yeah. Jeez. Witch finder general witch. Yeah. All right. Basically. Cool. The Mendozas knew that their chosen path would be both dangerous and expensive, but they had finally had enough and they sent Juan into the desolate mountain pass in order to secure her assistance in banishing this incessant flapping horror from their lives. Whether it was Juan's impassioned pleas or merely the size of his purse that got the job done, the old Bruja agreed to help. She told him to return the following night with the witch's talon, a bottle of the most expensive red wine he could find, and a personal offering which was not revealed. Couple cash, get some money, get some booze, something else. Something private to you. Yeah. Mm. Not a bad and, way to And the talent from the witch. Yeah, okay, cool. Good thing he, he got Juan it. Juan returned with the requested materials, surely wary of an attack from above the entire journey, and the crone began the cleansing ritual. The ceremony was essentially an anti-mass, with prayers being offered to saints not recognized by the Catholic Church. Anti I don't understand what that means. Like, saints, is it alternate no. saints that did good shit, but that like just didn't make the cut, or some nefarious shit? Yeah, maybe it's, it's be the just saints some... that no one talks about. No, it's the jerks throughout history. Oh, probably. Okay. okay. It's, it's weird. The jerks throughout the, history. The, the, that's the anti. The anti. Well, it has to be. 
Why would you invoke saints? They're still saints. You wouldn't invoke. Right. Yeah, they're not good people. I mean, you never hear of anti-saints. Like, I don't know much about Satanism, but do they have a pantheon of anti-saints? No. No. Are you sure? Positive. How do you know? You, are but all this black is not, masses the same? But this they can't is not, be. No, this all, this no. is it depends on what you believe in. An inversion of Catholicism in a lot of ways, but not in the sense that we think of Satanism. Right. Like it's not worshiping the devil. Mm-hmm. It's just taking the European rituals, combining it with the rituals of indigenous peoples, and just sort of flipping it on its ass no. and, and doing. So they're not going like full like Anton Lavey super awesome black mass. They're just doing the anti. Yeah, it's funny. It's black magic, but it's not necessarily satanic, is what right. I mean. No, yeah. Well, I, cool. if, it's, if it's anti that, then it, by default it has to be. I know that's where. Like, like how can it not yeah. be? That's why I say I say it's not necessarily. But but there was no mention of of Satan. It's okay. just. But you're right. When you when, it's when come you do from an inversion like, of yeah, it's the. I mean. It's hard to wrap. It's hard, at least for a Westerner that was raised Christian, to wrap your head around that. The old witch dipped the talon into the red wine, which, in the same as Catholic ritual, served as sort of a transubstantiation for the blood of Christ. Then said the prayers backwards. Juan then made his personal offering and drank from the goblet of wine. The old bruja then cursed the tormenting witch with her own claw, putting a hex on her. Curse the witch who curses you. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well said. The witch wrapped the talon in a leather band and told Juan to hang the newly minted talisman on the front door. Juan thanked the elder occultist and quickly made his way home where he hung the talon on the same nail as the blessed rosary. That's an odd juxtaposition. I feel like the Catholic Church blessed rosary and the the, reverse hex. They shouldn't work together. Like in in D&D terms, I feel like that would be a contradiction of... uh, Forces? Special uh, bonuses. Probably, yeah, I guess it would be, wouldn't <laughs> maybe. it? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I guess it would. But they... maybe real magic does not work in D&D terms. That's maybe true. you can hybridize it all sorts of shit. It only works in D&D ah. terms. <laughs> After they, he put the, the reliquary with the reliquary on the door, <laughs> he and the rest of this family prayed that all of their effort and money had not been spent in vain. A few nights later would be the first test of the veteran Bruja's magical skills. The jilted witch descended from the darkened sky as she had so many times before, but this time something different happened. The terrible red-eyed phantasm that had loomed above them suddenly collapsed in a heap on the ground just beyond the front door. She was no longer the picture of unrelenting horror, but a pale and broken husk of a woman running naked in front of their home, trying desperately to take flight. We've all been there. Yeah. I mean, just when you're naked, something just, happens. That's a good Tuesday yeah. bender. Yeah, really. In front of the ex's house, yeah. running naked, yeah. trying to fly. Flapping your arms around. It's just what happened. Not taking off. <laughs> <laughs> you're at the lake, you drink too much, and then the next thing you know, you're running on the beach trying to think that you're going to fly, and you just you can't. <laughs> and you can't. And you can't, yeah. Or then you can. That is the human condition in a nutshell. Yeah, I mean. Naked, sad, probably drunk yeah trying to fly not succeeding yeah just laying there just oh just upset and seeking vengeance bukowski wrote it first <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> love is a witch from hell oh my god although her powers ceased to work when she approached the mendoza home her thirst for revenge remained unquenched again and again she would return no longer frightening merely pitiful until eventually, much to the relief of the family inside, she lost the will to even try. The witch that lost the will That's... to terrify small so innocent she would children. Show up, kind of she would fly down and then turn into naked her, and then, her, and then, then just run around flapping and being like, fucker. <laughs> one, you, one day, you. And then she just stopped showing up. Basically. That's, this happened over the course of about three months. So this is... A hellified ordeal. I mean, the family's probably glad to see, like, okay, well, she's naked, she's running out, she's leaving. But just imagine, like, from her perspective, she's like, God damn it, I was so close. And now, every time I get here, I'm a sweet, talented woman. The next thing you know, poof, I'm naked. This, I'm confused, this and I can't me, have no power. This leaves me with a mixed bag of emotions. Because on one hand, I feel for kids, and I feel for George and Rita, and the two unnamed sisters, and the grandmother, and, and, and the grandfather. Oh, yeah. Everyone that didn't deserve... Fucking to be punished for Juan's evil dick. I feel bad because you have three months of just yeah. horror. On the other hand, in this desperately unfair patriarchal environment, 
where fucking a guy can cat around, say a confession, and move on with his life happily. And this, until that very moment, utterly devout woman, yeah. basically being fucked, just screwed, everything she wanted in life gone. She is justified in her revenge. Like, in a satisfying movie, Juan gets his... And either she goes down because the flames of vengeance consume yeah, her from the inside right, out, right. or somehow she gets redeemed. Yeah. But in this story, it just ends sad. Innocent people got scared. A woman had her life ruined, and Juan gets to fuck his way into oblivion and doesn't give yeah. shits yeah. because he had enough money to spend it on a more powerful yeah. witch to do more powerful And I feel like magic. that's not going to stop him to keep banging his way through Venezuela. No. <laughs> no <laughs> clearly, no. This is not going to stop All Juan to go to notorious dickery. This the old witch on happen. the hill and just get more fucking curses. Yeah, he could really just keep doing this and he's like, all right, I got enough money to fend off these witches. And don't worry about herpes or anything, but I, witches, be, witches be cursed. Yeah. You can't get me. <laughs> really. But the, well, the satisfying the wrong thing one. would be like, like he his personal thing, like it, there was a uh, like a gin, you make a deal, but like right. in the end, it solves a problem, but then there's a turn and say, I don't know, his dick doesn't work anymore. <laughs> like something like that's super iron. You need, yeah, you yeah. need to have that. Yeah. 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 I don't know, honestly, if that's how it works. Because we don't, I mean, none of us are. No, I'm magic. saying it like. But, but we were raised with enough Twilight Zones and, and, and just Western fiction tells you don't fuck around with this shit because careful what you wish for. You yeah. get yeah, it, you pay a price. but you get it with that terrible twist, like Chris yeah. was saying. And, and so that's one of the many reasons I would never fuck around with something like this. But, but it seems like in this case, I don't know how it all worked out. Christina now lives in the United States mm -hmm. and, and she went to the house and she saw the Talon talisman hanging really? on the door. Still there. And the family told her these stories when she was young, when she was a child. Oh, she wow. heard firsthand huh. witness accounts and like I say, so generously shared them. So thank you yeah. again, Christina. Oh, thank you. No, that's awesome. and, and it made and to me it was a fascinating tale because what I found interesting about it, besides the obvious aspect of it's a horror film with this unrelenting siege, this nightmarish siege, it's a Hong Kong sorcery <laughs> yeah. you know yeah, battle totally, film yeah. with witches against witches and ultimately it's a tragedy where just old school machismo fueled super catholic culture yeah. biases towards the man so much and a woman who just believes and and falls in love can get just I mean basically what is left to this woman at this point she was saying is prostitution or witchcraft you make your money doing spells Man. and doing this stuff, God or you're, you're on the streets because you are not going to find a good Catholic husband, at least in this small community. That's crazy. That was 1997. Yeah, it's not, we're not talking 1907. I don't know anything about Venezuela. Is it still like that? Like how it's super Catholic or Christian? Where well, like if you do that shit, like you're, you're fucked? The old section of the town, she was saying, that house finally got refurbished, apparently. It was right. tore down and, and rebuilt. And once it was rebuilt, a lot of the weird stuff stopped happening. Because as I mentioned briefly in the beginning of this, she was saying, in this old section, that had this 1700s architecture and early 1800s architecture. And she sent me some great uh, pictures, which I'll, of course, include in the article when we put it up. Nice. Um, apparently, like, the ghosts went with it. Like, you don't usually hear that. Some people are of the belief that, like, ghosts are of the land and... You know, no matter what you build there, be right. a sweet glass pyramid or whatever the fuck you're going to throw. It's the constantly haunted. But there's another school of thought which indicates that it's kind of bonded to the architecture that was there. Now, ghost stories are different. She said this place is riddled with ghost stories. She said that wasn't even the only family she knew that lived on that street that had a problem with fucking witches on the roof. Oh, dude. Which is just <laughs> troubling. <laughs> what like, the fuck? It's terrible for like property value. Like when you're like, you're like, <laughs> you're like Zillow listing is like, well, there's a couple witches here yearly and yeah, you know, you know we deal with it. I mean, only one family was tormented for months. Just imagine being a teenager what? in that neighborhood and you're just like, man, I want to hang out tonight with my boys, but it's fucking witch season, dude. <laughs> <laughs> fucking witches dude, everywhere. I know, witch ass. I dodged chlamydia and caught a witch. <laughs> like, <laughs> you imagine they're just, you just, like, you just look down the street and there they are just swooping around. Oh, like, well, man. It's like, bummer. not oh, going that way. The cruises are fucked, huh? <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. Yeah. Mendoza's just got rid of theirs. Yeah, and now look yeah. at them. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's a tough time to be in the old town tonight. Yeah, this is an interesting story. It's kind of cool, too, because it ties back to, like, Christianity and, you know, like, obviously black magic and witchcraft. And what is interesting, too, because one of the first questions I asked was whether or not this related to, like, voodoo or macumba or things like that. And she pointed out something that I thought was really interesting. Again, she went above and beyond. Um, that this part of Venezuela was 
basically colonized by third sons, the third son of a landowner that didn't really have rights of inheritance. So they weren't super rich. They were mostly Caucasian, and they had no real financing for or need for in this region slaves. So it wasn't an infusion of African tribal traditions and and Christianity and Catholic traditions that kind of evolved into what we know of as voodoo. It's basically the indigenous Indians to that region and, and almost strictly speaking, reversed <coughs> Catholic ritual. Huh. So that's a whole other breed of that's yeah. a, magic that's just what you're weird. used to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it, it was really fascinating. It was kind of an eye-opener for me because, again, I don't, I don't ever pretend to be an expert in that. I'm a monster and alien guy usually, but I found that absolutely fascinating. And so that part I found really intriguing. And then the next part is just, just how matter-of-fact it all is. Like, you go to the priest. The priest is like, he fucking deserves it. He's a dick. And then you're right. like, yeah, but the rest of us don't. Well, you should have raised him better. There's kids in the house. Here's a bottle of holy water. Yeah. Rub it on the rafters. Yeah. Yeah. Still not doing it. It's like, And she was saying, too, that like a strong witch is stronger than your average priest. Like it, it goes up level and level after level. And like a monsignor might be stronger than this witch, but like right. a super witch. Yeah, that and then the male, the, the, the bujos, are, if, the are, fuck? are much more rare um, but those are considered the powerful male witches are considered to be the most powerful, but that's a whole other level of fucking magic. Wow. And there's this crazy hierarchy where, where people, like I say, will go and get a candle from, mm-hmm. from, from a bruja to, you know, I don't know, maybe help with the financial situation of their family, but still faithfully go to church every Sunday. And, and the two don't, aren't considered to be that paradoxical. Right. Yeah, right. but so they, they kind of coexist together. But if you fully, yes, but if you right. fully embrace that side, right. like she says, witches still sometimes go to church on Sunday. Like hmm. they, they and, and the church is not like horny to excommunicate witches. They know they right. would be stirring up a fucking cauldron of shit, it pun just, intended. It, just does, it doesn't make sense. But yeah, it's it's a crazy you can't, I mean, environment. The, the source, it just it's once if they're both doing magic or spells, it's clearly it, there's a one source that they believe is it, then it must be coming from. Right. So like, how could the source? And wh- now, what source are you referring to? Well, if they're Catholic, then you're praying to fucking Yahweh. I mean, that's your deal. You are a cleric, and that's where you that's where that power comes from. Yes, right. I mean, clearly, if you're a witch and still Catholic, which is I guess again because like I mentioned in the article. Yeah, yeah. What blow, blows my mind is that, you know, Exorcist came out in, the, what, 73. Mm-hmm. So we were raised watching it, you know, through the 80s and whatever. You think, all right, the demon wins for a while, but if the, pre, the priest, Monsignor, whatever, believes enough, he will win because God's power is universal and he is the ultimate creator. Ergo, everything dies in, you know, the shining light of his presence that's evil. But it seems like they're dealing with it in a much more practical way. It's like, I don't have the skill set. This one local parish priest is like, this is beyond my fucking pay grade. Right. It's not like he can be a super conduit for all of God's power. It's like, you better move up here, move up there. And then finally, when they're like, all right, yeah, she can't land on the roof anymore. And she can't like slam into the door and lose her nails there. But we still can't go out at night and get like some fucking groceries or buy some diapers or whatever the fuck you want to do anytime after dark. And so they felt like they didn't go higher up into the church. They went to a super powerful witch. The anti yeah. witch. I just I can't. It doesn't being raised Catholic. I I doesn't make sense to me. That's why I just think I think it's. I'm a, not saying it. I'm just saying I cannot partition that in my mind. Those two. Right. But that's why I, I love it because it, it realigns my thinking too. Because I am a reformed Catholic. I mean, I like we've mentioned before. Chris and I were alumni of Catholic school. I was an altar boy growing up. I definitely do not consider myself Catholic anymore. But I am a theist, and I do believe that there is a powerful entity, and I do believe in good and evil and all sorts of things. Not going to get into my own personal shit anymore. I just have a hard time, like Chris was saying, rationalizing a world where God is not the ultimate power, but uh, it's fascinating to see one in a practical application where it's like, yeah, sometimes darker magic is where you go. I mean, what's more powerful, the most powerful witch or the most powerful local Catholic so I'm saying just the representative. name doesn't, if the source is the same, like I don't see one, like what is the deity saying where like, okay, you want to protect something that you, you're saying is evil or bad. Okay, right. so you get the barrier. That, that's my magic that you're using. Right. But then you then the same source gives the other person the curse. But it's not the same source. It's it, the same no, source inverted. 
So but, but the it, source has to be the same. Is it an alternate source? The, they're saying that just because the, the, their thing is inverted, right. they're still seemingly claiming that the source is the same. Since it's not satanic, then where does it come from? It can't be good if you're going to church it, and you're a Catholic still. It is considered bad. It is considered by the church to be bad. Right. It is black magic. So... Then, I didn't hear. I didn't hear any specific, nor, nor in any of the questions I asked Christina, was there a specific invocation of Satan? But it is considered to be not in line with the church's teachings. Right. So that's and why. They, it's, and they reverse the rituals. It's a little vague which, there. Yeah, because we live in a, a dichotomy culture. It is well, devil yeah. and, and God. It is. Yeah. That, that's my only. I want. I just don't know where where they think it comes from. Then what? What are you actually getting to? If it's not coming from there. Then why are you going to church if you're getting your, your source of magic from somewhere that's the opposite of good God, which is ev- the evil God? I mean, so I'm, now you're going yeah. into Prince of Darkness territory, which was so, which was less about God and the devil and more about God and anti God. So besides that, I mean, ultimately with the story, it's kind of neat because this is a, again this is our second time dealing with a witch here, and uh, we got a lot of similarities. Oh yeah, tons of similarities to the to the uh, the other case well, with the flying things in Mexico like City. The forms taken, yeah, uh, tattered rags floating above the ground. Right, same rags. same in both the case of the the police officer that was attacked in yeah. the shadow of that mountain, and uh, and what's happening in front of the Mendoza house. Right, um, assuming a you know a vulture like body with a pale human face and bright red eyes. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what the the guard cops saw yeah. in Mexico in the cemetery. Yep. It's precisely what's on the Mendoza's roof. And they're not, I don't think they're interrelated because we, we're, we're hearing a family story passed to a family friend and then given to us. Right, just related by, just by witchcraft alone. And that happened before right. the Mexico City thing. Yeah. So it, that, you're right. That is a fantastic corroboration. Yeah, totally. In terms of like these mythologies. And when I asked her like, why a bird specifically? She's like, Maybe that's what her grandmother knew how to transform into. Different people have different magical skill sets. So some can maybe turn into like large dogs. Others right. can turn into other things. It could be because that served the purpose. Maybe the birds the, like the entry level more thing thing. Maybe? I mean, she seemed to learn this pretty quick. I didn't get a specific because she, uh. she didn't know I, uh, the specific timetable between when the spurning happened right. and the witch showed up. Yeah. So I don't know if we're talking about a couple right. months, a year. Yeah, that's I true. don't know yeah. what they kind didn't of, say. I mean, I see the 80s training montage. I was just thinking that. Set to yeah, Survivor. Exactly. Where she's doing wizard shit, <laughs> yeah. doing wizard bench presses, yeah. doing whatever the fuck you have to do. Way out. <laughs> she's just reading, reading weird books. And yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of weird, funny things which are like levitate something, and the grandma comes in like, "Oh no, 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 no!" Work on the talons, and then she's like, "Fine." She has talons, and then like, "All right, get the fucking wings going." How fucking weird is that? Talons at the end of the wings, and where your talons would Dude, be you on need, your feet. You need the, you the need two sets of talons. Yeah, man, you gotta attack. Well, of course, twin talon double attack. Yeah, you're trying That's to terrify. You're trying to terrify Juan you and little... his nefarious dick, so you need to fucking get after that shit. Yeah, fucking Juan. I'm telling yeah. you, that guy. He's why the why villain didn't they the do, try to do something in between? And during the three months, like they know who it is, right? Why don't they go to try to? I mean, I mean, what do you do? Call the know, cops? Man. Yeah, uh, track yeah. her down and fucking do something. You I mean, have like, all, like, you have like all, a daylight raid. You have all daylight. <laughs> daylight. You raid. have all daylight to track her down. Yeah, what I, I don't know. Knock her out. Tie do her you, up. Do you like, talk to her? Like, do do you something. Face a witch on witch ground, like during the day. Like, what do you do? That's like, a really they, good question. Like, what are they doing? Yeah, during the day? I mean, you had all this time. They're like just like sitting there waiting. To... Or maybe they're just like we don't want to fuck with it because it'll get worse. Juan already. How much worse gonna get? All. It's been like weeks of just the her. So I'm right. like, all right. In all fairness, we're dealing with the neighborhood. That occasionally has witch visitation, right? right? Yeah. So it's not entirely unheard of. Maybe they thought, you know, the Millers down the street, their witch was gone in half a week. We're just going to wait this out. It's going to be fine. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's going to be fine. It's, a, it's like Months. stink bugs around here. Exactly. Like oh, it's stink bugs. Oh, uh, yep. Season God the witch. Damn it. Like a yeah, mild, witch. a mild no. witch infestation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That you just think it's going to be passing with you know the season, and then <laughs> and then suddenly you realize, oh no, it's like termites. They're gnawing at it. They're yep, not they're giving this up. They're digging in. Just go to the priest. You get you know you get basically the equivalent of a spiritual bug zapper. Right. But it's not enough to kill. It's just enough to annoy. Yeah. And then you're still like, well, fuck, this is still very inconvenient. So are we going to go? I mean, it's kind of hard to break this one down, but is it a possibility that maybe this family was duped by this anti-witch witch? 
Like, is, is it a possibility that maybe what they were experiencing wasn't necessarily what they thought that it was? Could it be? Well, absolute belief is a very powerful it thing. It gets into belief and faith. Could could something be going on and they were sort of not saying that it was like a hoax because there's no reason to hoax this whatsoever. Oh, I don't think it was no, a hoax. No, you're just terrifying yourself I think they're genuinely months. afraid. I'm just wondering if maybe if it's some kind of psychological thing possibly that happened to them or if it's just a coincidence of all these these different things happening where they're like, oh shit, it's a witch. I mean, I, I, it's kind of far-fetched because the fucking witch is on the roof. Yeah. So you, you can't be like, well, it's a coincidence. It's just a vulture that happened to show up and looks like the girl that Juan banged. For three months. For three months. Christina yeah. was saying that she really felt the sincerity of the eyewitnesses telling right. her the story. Um, obviously, she's a rational person. I, she was just relating the story. So yeah. I'm not going to impose on her uh, a belief either way. She was oh, just yeah, no, giving, totally. giving up totally. the yeah. story. But but she believed that they believed it. And, and okay. when they offered to let her touch the talent, she didn't want to. Of course, she was a kid. And right. sagely like Smart a kid, kid, after that story, fascinated her as it would any of us. If we were kids and we went oh, to yeah. someone's house and they said, oh, there's been a witch attack and la la, I would pour over too. And just like her, she's like, oh yeah, mom and dad, you're going to be picking me up. There's going to be no sleepovers. Yeah. Oh, no. no. I would never there. walk on the street. You I don't would go there for not acknowledge anybody. No, like no. it's spring break. Let's go to Venezuela. No. Let's stay here where there's no witches in the U.S., apparently. Or maybe they are, and we just don't know about it. Well, you guys just, fucking saw one we literally saw last week. Last week, yeah. I mean, okay. how are you going to decry witches? I mean, maybe it was a balloon, but we're going to say for the sake of Instagram stories and whatnot <laughs> that maybe it was a witch. Maybe I think it's fascinating. Yes, she said it could have been a sloth or a possum scuttling right. around on the roof. There are rational explanations, but they saw what they said they saw, and the yeah. whole family claimed to have like peeked out the door, right. and it slammed in, and she saw the door, and right. she saw the damage to the door, and she saw this talon, which she said basically looked like. An extraordinarily large rooster talent. So there isn't black. Th this isn't a situation where something could have been just misconstrued or misidentified. This was it's well, just not, the parts power of, of it faith, could have parts been. of it possibly yeah, yeah could but, certainly influence things. But right. for the most part, I don't believe it was a hoax perpetrated on them. I don't think this was a jilted girlfriend that had like this fancy special effects house come in. Do you from think LA. they like a hang lighter? <laughs> just <Yeah>. fucking <laughs> just crazy <laughs> puppets and fucking Dude, like next wire level, work. Next level crazy ex girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like they got to the like the the mega witch, and she get like the tail and was like a hang lighter repellent. <laughs> and just she couldn't show up anymore. Every time the hang lighter got close, it would like <laughs> fall. And why uh, was she naked then? Yeah, it's true. You know, Flying around naked on a hang glider. Yeah, I mean, I guess girls can get crazy uh, with stuff like that, but that seems like an extra level of crazy that probably no one's going to go Speaking of that, why didn't she just like wear like a trench coat and like sneak up to the door during the day when she wasn't a vulture and just take the tail and just throw it away or something? I don't know. I, I mean, maybe, maybe that's how is magic Is there like works. magical barriers or something? I there don't is know. the implication, kind of like a vampire. That it may not be able to cross the threshold. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. Without certain permissions. Zappery. So I think maybe that combined with the extra protections offered by the priest and then the super repellent that just... And I don't... And you know, that's the other thing too. She didn't know the answer to these things because she was a kid when she asked these questions. Right. So when I was like, like, what kind of fucking radius did this talon work in? Like, was it a, like a super vulture 20 feet away? That's right. what I mean. 15 feet? There's a lot of questions. Yards, and that's I keep thinking miles. of like things yeah. and reasons and questions. Like if you just carry it and you like walk around with it, do you have like a, like a cool bubble around you that she can't get you? Yeah. And every time right. Juan leave the house, is he still in jeopardy? Not that I fucking I wonder care. If Juan's trying what I mean, to get like the what? fucking talent. Like, hey, I'm going out tonight. Can I borrow the talent? And they're like, no, you fucking asshole. Yeah. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Like, goddamn it. Or is it like one of those things like, uh, Restraining order from beyond. Where once you have <laughs> it, it's crazy. established, yeah. and you just can't get right. near these fuckers, you no matter what. No, once it's established, that's the talent you, seems you to be a... area of a fact. It does. It does. Yeah. But yeah, we just, just I, we just don't know. Yeah. But right. you're right. It does seem like right. That. Huh? It, it's fucking. It's terrifying cool. and it's... fascinating, and ultimately, like I say, yeah. really fucking sad. I guess I'm thinking of in terms of like like a movie, like realistically, like if the talent works, right, and she still tries, like right. every, like for a week later. She's just out there, like, running around, flapping her arms, like, naked, like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> like, take the tail during the day and just, like, look, just give up. Maybe like, maybe she can't get near it. Do maybe something. it's some sort of magical barrier, she just But she's can't. Somewhere at least close to it somehow, right. so you can get at least right. in, you know where she lives. Maybe once she becomes a witch, she's a witch 24-7. Like, you don't maybe yeah, become a witch. back, right. So it's not like during the day she's, like, normal Delilah doing her thing, right. and then at night the super witch comes out. Like maybe no, I'm once saying, you're there, I'm not you're there. Like, I'm saying just the transformation, not not that she's 
actually something. But you're right. I, I would be curious to know, like, I mean, I guess you probably don't send cops over. What what do you do? What do you do? That's why you got to deal this? with it personally. Yeah. You, I, you can't. Or find other I'm, I'm assuming that culturally it's understood that witchcraft is just a part of the culture. It's just there. So I'm assuming since everyone's kind of on board, maybe it's one of those things where it's like we just don't talk about it. We go to church, but we don't talk about this witchcraft stuff. But if things pop up, you got to deal with it yourself because we as a collective community aren't going to de- deal with this. So maybe it's like an unsaid kind of underbelly of whatever spirituality thing they have going on. Yeah, it seems like I, it was fairly well-known in the sense, I know exactly what you're saying. I, I, I think I, you're right. I, and we, we heard, even with the in Mexico, with the Flying Fiends in Mexico City, we heard a bunch of different, uh, we got emails from a lot of people that were like, yeah, no, witchcraft in Mexico was just a thing. Like, yeah, it's, it's just, it's that's what I mean. It's just thing. a part yes. of day-to-day just, life. It's there and uh, people deal with yeah. it. And you, you know, which, I mean, I guess kind of, it's kind of cool, really. Like, Yeah, you know, I mean, if, well, if, it, if it's not used to literally paralyze a family in utter yeah. abject horror right, right. for months on end yeah they're, i mean they're good parables to not like be dicks to each other and be nice because then you, get oh, yeah, no, you have you have so, the story of juan and his felonious penis that you're like ah, listen this is what happens juan and the felonious <laughs> penis yeah, this, this is what happens when, you, when you're fucking throwing your dick juan. around town like yeah. shit's gonna go bad for you and you're gonna get a witch and then i, I still like to think juan got his at some point yeah and you know what there's no one saying that said witch that got banished from the talent like like chris was saying it seems like a proximity like a perimeter uh yeah, area of un- enchanter or whatever um that she didn't study her tits off and maybe roll up on super old hag and be like oh bitch we got words now yeah oh, now i'm no. the main motherfucker yeah. on the block she's gonna have the white robes on now yeah you gotta go witch fight and then when that happens, yeah. pray mm. for Juan, because it is on. Yeah, shit. His life is donezo colunzo. Yeah. This, is, this is a pretty neat story. This is, I think this is, this is pretty cool. It's, it's good to visit some witches again. And, uh, you know, I yeah, guess the, it's the season. There is no, yeah, it's true. It's, it's true. It's season. October. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pumpkin spice season, guys. It is indeed. Jeez, nothing I hate it's worse than pumpkin spice. Always, but, uh, yeah. always pumpkin spice season oh, God, for I me. St- I, can't, I can't even fuck with it. I just can't do it. Because you're mean. Because I'm what? Because you're mean. Oh, yeah. Well, because I'm here celebrating International Podcast Day by myself. So uh, What, no what are we fucking doing yeah, right I, now? I know. Unbelievable. I asked you before what I should do, and you didn't answer me. The, I, the attitude, I don't think that your heart was in it. I think that might, well, that might have been the problem. Your heart isn't in it. Um, that's true. It probably isn't, honestly. I'm just really here for all that tea public money. Make sure you get yourself some tea public <laughs> merch at our tea public shop. We get a pretty yeah, sweet cut. Rolling so it in. Bring it yeah. in. <laughs> we're going to reinvest it in sweet pins. So far, we've managed to get beer, um, whiskey, and some cookies. Oh, so, and oh, we love it all. Yes, I, oh, thank yeah, no, you we love so it. But much. if anyone has like a Jeep or like a oh my new God, phone, really cool. <laughs> Take yeah. it down. You know what? A, a Jeep Man. for Christopher and a new phone for you. I don't want a Jeep. Guys. I don't. I don't to, want a vehicle. Hey, take the Jeep. Want it down one. a little, buddy. Oh, All right. Wow. <laughs> uh, someone's getting a witch. <laughs> Mark's gonna invoke a witch. Just saying. All right, cool. So, any closing thoughts with this story, guys? Yeah, don't don't be a dick, don't and then you won't dick. get a witch. That's it. All I right. mean, that's just a Good simple lesson. karmic tale. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? Don't be a fucking shitty patriarchal society that's unfair towards women. How's that? All right, yeah, I was gonna say, why don't we like take the the burden of the uh, you know sex is sex, man. If if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, you're gonna absolutely do it. don't look down on people for it. One could be you a know? shitty player. That's fine. It's the culture that ruins a woman. Because Juan's a shitty player. Yeah, if you're gonna I'm not saying Juan doesn't have his... He understands the society he lives in. So when he's playing this game, the burden falls on him too. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. But come on, society. Yeah, let's... let's. I know this is, <laughs> this is... 1997 was a long time ago. I know people were... You know, we all were It was 21 years yeah. ago. It was a long time for some people, okay? For 21-year-olds. So, exactly. So, you know, I don't know, man. Maybe just step a little bit into the future and kind of get out of that weird... You know, you're, it's, it's kind of a... I don't know. It seems a little archaic... For 1997 to be like, oh, you're ruined. Your chastity is gone. Like, calm down, dude. I'm secretly rooting for this witch to have had a like a comeback story. Yeah, I don't know how it works. I don't know. You know, some sort of super redemption where she found a a good man and you know her faith in the Lord and just 
went back to a place where she didn't have to fucking run naked on a lawn fucking I don't know, man. It sounds like she, went, it sounds like she went all in. Yeah, but you can go all in and still fucking... Is there any coming right. back But she that? was still like a novice, though, so I feel like there was like... You can untrain wreck a little. You I mean, think? unless it's a full-on, like, everyone's limbs are hanging off, demolishing train wreck. Right, It's right. pretty bad. It's a pretty bad scene, but all really, right. she didn't seem to hurt anybody. She just scared a lot of people. Yeah. Embarrassed herself in the streets. But I mean, didn't she, like, hand over her, her soul and psyche to, like, the dark, a dark She one? opened it up to assault from really nasty shit, but not necessarily to the point where, and maybe it's just me being wishful thinking, that it was corrupted but, completely. But she did transform into a weird vulture witch demon. Thing. I do. I so, know. I listen. I'm yeah. grasping at optimistic it, straws. I, here. I, I, I'm with you, but I'm just saying. I I, I hope wow. that she didn't go too far in her revenge for Juan. Oh, she's completely maleficent in a fucking black shack in the middle of the <laughs> yeah. Andes. I think <laughs> you get chills when you even fly over it in a plane. Fighting Pazuzu right now in hell. <laughs> For yeah. his spot, <laughs> for supremacy, <laughs> it's a, it's a good tournament style yeah. down there for to get the spot. All right, cool, uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was a great story. Thank you very much, Christine. That was uh, it was definitely a fun little tale right there. I like yeah, because it. That was good because it's cool. a tale for us. Yeah, for yeah. everyone involved, unfun. Yeah, yeah no. unfun no, this like is a jawbreaker an album. Experience that uh, that you definitely do not want to live through. So let that be a lesson to everyone out there. Um, be cool. Be cool. So uh, there you have it. Thank you for joining us, the Kryptonaut Podcast. As always, be sure to rate and review the show on the iTunes and the Apple Podcast app. Stick around after the outro music. We're going to be doing some reviews. Uh, be sure to follow us on the social medias, the social meds, mm-hmm. the Instagrams, the Twitters, the Facebooks. And we'll talk to you soon. Totally. See you later. Don't be a wan. Do what you do. Do you. Don't be a wan. Don't be a wan. Don't be a one. And that's when to grow up. Ah, yes! (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. So here we go. We got some reviews. We had to take a little bit of a cookie break. Yeah, we did. (laughs) Thanks, Laura. Thank you, Laura. We, uh, I think we almost demolished a good portion of them. It uh, looks like they're almost gone. We put a good dent. <laughs> yeah, there's a pretty good dent. We, we might have fucks who like beards and cookies. We might. There might be some for you know next week. Maybe Chris can have some for breakfast. Yep. He's literally sitting. <laughs> a, he's, <laughs> as, as, we're, yep. as we're doing these reviews, Chris is sitting in front of a pile of cookies with his Mutter Museum coffee crushing them. Mm-hmm. So here we go. These are coming. Uh, this review is coming to you, the Apple Podcast uh, app. We got awesome show, five stars, big low moon. My brother showed me the podcast the other day, and me and my fiance have been hooked ever since. Every time we get in the car, it's the first thing that we put on. Keep up the awesome work. And if you get a chance, do a Puckwudgie episode. Oh. Thank you, Big Low Moon. That is a creepy little oh, critter. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. So, uh, Robert, what do you got? I got a review from Ryan Holbrook. All right. And he says, if you like deep dives into the weird, interspersed with deep cut references to comics, Modoc and Alpha Flight. Nice. Nicely done. Uh, this is the podcast for you. Yes, it is, Ryan. Awesome, cool. Thank you very I'm much. I'm just glad he enjoyed the Modoc fucking reference. Modoc, that people. is obscure as the dills. I mean, we could have brought in like Armin Zola, but we stuck with Modoc. So there you go. We got Oral Excellence, or, or yeah, Oral Excellence, five stars. Clan, clan, blah, clan placebo. I can't read. Like many others, I enjoy basically everything about this podcast. I was cautious to approach it first because there are so many cryptoid and UFO duds on other media. But I'm glad I made this decision to listen to these guys. The fact that Mark is a metalhead and makes so many metal references makes this podcast even more amazing than it was before. Wow. Finally. Uh, you're the only metalhead, Well, Mark. I know. I would say Chris, really? well, Chris is a metalhead. Rob's a metalhead. We're all metalheads. That is true. You know. We do love metal. We do. With a smattering of punk. Okay, well, I gotta keep the punk there. You gotta, you gotta keep, keep it. I keep the hardcore there as well. Thank so. you for that fine fucking yeah, review. Thank you very yeah. much. All right, Robert, what do we got? We've got Alex Chauvin. I started listening at work, and I now totally love this podcast. These guys are genuinely funny, and not in a way that is scripted. Listening, I get to hear great information on different cryptids with hilarious side comments that make the topic slightly less terrifying. As a person who is incredibly interested in history, both human and supernatural, LOL, this podcast makes my work day awesome. You make our work night awesome. Yes. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. All right. Funny and the greatest five stars from Lame Safi. 
Oh, one of the best podcasts I've found. Their funny banter helps me through my graveyard shift. If I could, I would give them 100-star rating. Aww. Uh, I would let them narrate my life story. Keep up the good job, guys. Shucks. Boom. Clarissa Wilcox. All right. Five stars, smiley face. This show is well-researched and crazy entertaining. I have listened to episodes about topics I'm not usually interested in just because I know the guy's take on it will be worth a listen. And I can't help but jam to that sweet theme music. Potosi Sheep Slayer is my favorite episode. Highly recommended. Thank you, Clarissa. Awesome. You're welcome. There you go. Yeah, the Potosi Sheep Slayer is quickly becoming a favorite of everybody, actually. Everyone loves it. It's an awesome, awesome interaction. It is. Except for the poor family that was fucking ruined. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we got best podcast ever. Five stars. Ace of Spades 1944. Hands down my favorite podcast out of any podcast and genre I listen to. Whenever a new episode comes out, I interrupt whatever I I was listening to before just to hear these guys get drunk and talk about cryptids. <laughs> yeah. well, then goes on to say, good point. Hell or space. Hell oh or space. Hell or oh space. Oh my God. Keep it up, guys. Awesome. That's, that's, that was great. I forgot about our hellers. <laughs> you got so mad. Rob got so mad. <laughs> yes, did. I did. I didn't even normally I wouldn't join in on something like that, but I was with no, Mark Hell or space was a hit too. Hell or space. So. Sons of bitches. Hell or space. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rob, what do you got? Francisco Franco. I'm selective when it comes to podcasts, delving into the unexplained, so when I ran across Kryptonauts on Spotify, I don't know why I decided to give them a try. Could have been the name or the illustration, who knows. Now I find myself binging on it like a glam band through an a glam band through an eight ball. Yeah. That is a Jesus beautiful Christ. analogy. Awesome. <laughs> that was so wonderful it That's choked me up. one of the best up. compliments I think we've ever gotten. The guys are funny and it's well researched. <laughs> Definitely recommended. Thank you, Francisco. Thank you very much. All right, so rounding out this week's reviews, we got Awesome Pod featuring my new best friends, five stars from Lobita. Stumbled on this podcast when looking for stories of high strangeness that I didn't already know about, and wow, did these fellas deliver. Thank you, Rob, Chris, and Mark, for giving me all the information I need to talk a little too loudly in public so people leave me alone. P.S. I feel obliged, obligated to mention the audio quality. It's fabulous. Excellent job, Chris. Sweet. Yes, Chris. Cool. So there you go. That is this week's ratings and reviews. And as always, be sure to leave us those ratings and reviews. And we will get to them on the show. And uh, there you have it. And we're talking to you soon. Thank you. Thank you all. We're going to go eat more cookies? No. Yeah, we're going to go eat more cookies. I, I never stop. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know. You got more cookies. No, they're the same ones. I don't know, man. Is it the I same had to chocolate get, chip? I had to get water, yeah. Okay, you sure? Yeah, there's less chocolate chip than peanut butter, so I'm... All right, we, we got to figure out who's keeping the tin. We already had custody. Super right? custody. Okay, well, we have a friend who's a judge. We'll talk to him. Yeah, we'll be talking to you, <laughs> Uh No.